Hi, this is Nathan. Welcome to the WADFAM Chalkpod, where humor, analysis, and discovery are just around the corner. Are you ready? Come on, let's go for another episode of the WADFAM Chalkpod. Welcome to the Wadfam Chalk Pod. I'm Dylan Weaver. And I'm Andrew Sabo. And we're here to talk about an episode of the Green Ring Conspiracy contained on an album that is not the Green Ring Conspiracy. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. Not confusing at all. I'm sure the listeners will track. It's everything I've ever wanted in life. Yeah. Uh, clanging symbols and the meaning of God's love. Me too. I mean, it, we, we, that, I, I say that half joking. We spent so much time in the Green Ring Conspiracy album that I am quite happy to not be in it. Oh, yeah. Well, it, it it reminds me that, like, what a normal episode of Odyssey feels like. It's self-contained. It's, like, a little bit less intense all the time. It's a lot more about dialogue. Well, this episode especially. Mm-hmm. It's just like a chill hangout. So this episode is called A Penny Saved. It is episode 692 of Adventures in Odyssey. It is track two on the aforementioned album, Clang Symbols and the Meaning of God's Word. God's love. God's love. God's love. We don't know what the meaning of his word is, but his love, we get that. Yeah, well, he did make that pretty clear, although it was made clear as, it's clarified with his word, so we're, we're, we're going good. in circles here. Uh-huh. Uh, this episode uh, first aired October 8th of 2011, which is only, like, Four months after the last episode. Not not even three months after the last episode. No, four months. I lied. It is four months after the last episode. Still, not a lot of time, considering the way Odyssey works now, where it's six months between Rydell Saga episodes, and we're forced to cover all of them. Yeah, we... That was... Did we know that that was going to be the case when we started? No. Yeah. No, we did not. I asked multiple times if it actually concluded with Rydell Revelations and was told yes. Yeah, that's And true. those people lied to me, and I do hold a slight grudge. <laughs> you know a, who you are. <laughs> I have your usernames memorized. <laughs> I am very angry at those at signs. Um, yeah. And, uh, and additionally, this is an episode written and directed by Paul McCusker. Okay, interesting. And, and as we previously established, he wrote and directed all of the Green Ring Conspiracy episodes. Correct. That whole album. Yeah. Yep. And now but, he's And didn't he do all of the Aftermath stuff as well? I don't know. We'll find out week to week. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> I will be here, I, I think. <laughs> I hope. I mean... Unless I get knows? replaced. Yeah. <laughs> anytime. I've got, I've got a buzzer right here. Anytime I can press it, Andrew will drop through the floor, and a replacement will come yeah, and to take great. his place. And Who is it? That's for me to know, Chalk Squad. And for you to find out in two yep. to three business days. <laughs> That's how long it takes to get a host by mail these days. Oh, no, dude. Instantly. I have got so many people who I could call up and offer this position to. Really? Most of them are in your family. That's true. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's my worst nightmare. <laughs> Actually, no, not really. If I had to hand off the torch to anybody, I think keeping it in the family would be a very... Uh, a very fitting thing to do. Fair enough. I feel like most of the people who we've had on our guests, I could get back. Probably not to the same level of commitment that I have you. No. Though no. some of them, possibly. I'm blindly loyal, much like a dog. Um, and I think that it serves to benefit me, or perhaps this podcast that maybe shouldn't still exist. <laughs> who knows? <laughs> I mean, it's a miracle that we've had this going on for nearly three years. So. Yeah, yeah. I no joke, man. Miracle indeed. <laughs> Anywho, with that being said, do you have a promo for me, Dylan? Or wait, no, we've got plenty of cast to talk we've about. We've got so much cast, Andrew. We can't we can't get ahead of ourselves here. Certainly not. So we have uh, a handful of new characters played just by three new actors. Um, but we have Ted Humphreys, who we have talked about previously, played by Keith Ferguson. Keith Ferguson also plays Professor Bruce in this episode. Mm, okay, okay. But Ted Humphreys was in the first episode of Green Ring. Yeah. So we talked about him back then. Mm -hmm. Then we also have uh, Dominic Catrimbone, who was who is voicing the college student in this episode who hits on Connie. 
the morally ambiguous college student. Uh huh. I think that's a fun performance. Yeah, it was great. It made me very, laugh very hard. <laughs> it's his only episode of Adventures in Odyssey, um, which is a little tragic. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's done plenty of other stuff, so maybe he's just been busy. He is the uh, voice of Leonardo um, on some of the more recent Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles stuff. Okay. Specifically the 2014 uh, TV show, The Danger of the Ooze video game. Um, some stuff in that ilk. Um, so maybe okay. he's just keeping busy with that. Hey, I mean, living off that sweet, uh, turtle money. I-, I wish I could. Yeah. He also voiced Hannah Montana's brother in the video games. That, that is something that is relevant to me. I know. That is, wow. Interesting. The crossovers. We love to see it. We love to hear it. Have I I've told that story on the pod before? I believe so. Okay, good. Well, long story short, TLDR, I used to play the Wii. My sister had the Hannah Montana game. I played it, and I liked it more than she did. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but Jackson was not a great part of it, so I don't know. Dominic. All right. And then we also have uh, Fred Tatsuyore, um as Officer Penrose and mm. Phil the Newscaster. Mm. so he is uh he's been in other episodes of odyssey though none that we've covered um but if someday we do bernard and jeremiah or any of the passages episodes or the ties that bind he'll be in those one of those will not be covered (laughs) i'll let you guys figure out which one which 12 this man i I believe it's 14 unfortunately um they they needed more episodes (laughs) Than an album could contain. Well, it takes a while to put out an oil fire. <laughs> Fair enough. Anyways, this guy has the... I think this is the most IMDb credits I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. 821. Wow. Yeah. He's just an absolute machine. Well, yeah. Considering and the, the, the credits start in the 80s. Okay. Till now. And it's but all they, voice acting or what? Mostly. Mm-hmm. Um, but they really start ramping up in the 2000s. And they just go wild. Um, he's been in stuff like Naruto, Invader Zim. Some of the X-Men cartoons. Um, he's been in Young Justice. Love that. Um, playing uh, uh, De- uh, Deathstroke. Oh! He was in an episode of The Last Airbender. Wait, he was in he Lord of, uh, Resistance Leader. Oh. He was in the... He, he voiced Sauron in one of the Lord of the Rings video games. He's That's been in Curious George. Like, the man has done everything. He lives in the studio. The voice of uh, Paka in The Emperor's New School? I think that's the llama. Yeah, I want to say it is. But who knows? Regardless, the man has done a lot. And uh, yeah, if you are curious as to what else, just go to his IMDb page. It's real fun. I'm getting like that. Yep, I'm like still scrolling it and trying not to just keep shouting stuff out. (laughs) He has been working for a long time. And uh, I really respect... uh, Respect the craft. Mr. Fred has been balling in the voice acting realm. He's got to, like, just live at several studios or, like, live in a... I think he just hangs out at Salami. Yeah, yeah, he must. Just, like, he sets up shop. He sits in, like, the coffee shop in the lobby. And, you know, he just waits for, you know, greatness to walk by him. And he says, hey, you, you know, I can help out. I don't really care who. Right, yeah, and it's, like, a lot of, like, one-off and, like, video game stuff. But then at the same time, there is quite a bit of, like, he's got some serious recurring roles and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Dude's dude's making out pretty well. So, shout out to him. Um, Much better than Dominic. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> now, now I roll the promo. Now we roll the promo. Next time on Adventures in Odyssey, everyone celebrates their victory over the Green Ring Conspiracy. All hail! conquering hero. But every great adventure has consequences. Miss Wise, you have to come with me. You're arresting me? Sometimes in unexpected ways. Penny isn't answering her phone. I hope she's alright. Oh, she had to move out. Move Move out? out. Don't miss Penny's next adventure in Odyssey. It feels like they cut off Chris 
partway through that promo. Don't miss Penny's next adventure in Odyssey. <laughs> like it, <laughs> we were getting too close. <laughs> to it's like the... she got the she got the old cane around the neck. Yeah, yeah. Neck off stage. <laughs> yeah, somebody was uh, very very uh, frugal in editing. <laughs> they were really crunched for time. Yeah, yeah. I do, I do have one other cast thing to bring up. Okay, which is um, that the when they are in the police station and there is that crowd of police police officers partying, that was recorded audio of the plugged in staff partying. I don't know. Well, I mean, pretending to party, pretending to party at the very least. That's hilarious. But, yep. Interesting. Is that uh, thanks to the official guide? That is thanks to the official guide. Gifted to us by Johnny Youngblood? Yep. Thanks to Johnny. Thanks to the official guide. And that that was, yeah, just like a fun little whatever tidbit that was, yeah, they just went down <laughs> the, you know, went next door to, to plug Put on the and, passion of the Christ and, and just h- let loose. Held up a, held up a mic. <laughs> Very so. nice. We love the active Foley work. Uh, it's nice to know that, you know throughout the years they haven't gone soft on us so that being said the episode begins with uh ted humphrey's news report um yeah it, it yeah i i pour one out for link wayne right i really yeah. wish it was link mm-hmm. he says link's slogan in this interesting he's, i didn't pick up on that well i mean it's not really link's slogan he says and in other news and in other news, which, blah, blah, blah. Which yeah. is the thing I always think of, like, Rainwright, where yeah. he says the because I, yeah, I don't know. And in other news, mumble, mumble, trails off, transition. And in other news, the Statue of Liberty comes to Odyssey. Very nice. Link Wainwright, Channel 10 News. This is why you get paid the big bucks, Dylan. Like, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's my one impression. Hey, he's, he's got it, you know, locked and loaded. He's a specialist. Whenever you need you one. You can audition for SNL with that. <laughs> Just that. <laughs> you can be the next uh, Michael Che. <laughs> It'll be great. <sighs> so, yeah. Uh, we find out that Trask was found guilty of all 20 charges. Yeah. Including both counterfeit and forgery, which I am sure are legally different, but were amusing nonetheless. Definitely sounds like the same thing to me. <laughs> Well, oh, wait, no, because forgery is, like, isn't that, like, when you forge somebody's signature, like, you're signing for somebody else? Probably. So, probably both. But there's definitely a lot of overlap. Like I said, I'm sure there's a legal distinction. It was just funny because those words mean basically the same thing. Oh, yeah, totally. Is it a counterfeit painting or is it a forged painting? You know, it's very... I feel like I've heard both. Yeah, yeah, I think you're, yeah. To quote Sean Spencer, I've heard it both ways. I've I've heard it both ways. (laughs) For all of our psych friends out there. Um, Something that was upsetting to me, so, (laughs) not to to get, like, too woke or anything, but uh, Dr. Trask is currently serving more, a longer prison sentence than the man who killed George Floyd. (laughs) And that's really upsetting. (laughs) Sure. They just like they just gave out the sentence as of recording this like fairly recently, and uh, I was prepping for the episode, and they read off the sentence, and I was like, "Oh no, <laughs> oh this is not good." I uh, thought that you know twenty years was a good amount of time. No, <laughs> nope. Trask gets twenty five for being un-American. Yeah, yeah. Well, and crashing a train in which nobody died, like <laughs> technically, the stiletto crashed the train. True. Or did Archie, not Archie, the other one, Wally. Wally. Wally's the one who flipped the switch. They're both hagglers. They're all the same. He saw the train a-coming. Came <laughs> around the bend. <laughs> Gotta pull the switch. <sighs> anyway. We, in- we also, we get a very giddy pole house mm-hmm. on the thing. Who all who does not think Trask's sentence was enough? In no, fact, no, no. he would like an Iron Maiden, yep. a guillotine perhaps. A wheel of maybe pain. Maybe the Maybe they're like the the rack. Could a, be fun. A, a you know, bucket of scalding oil. There's just so many medieval the pit of despair. So many medieval torture devices that Pole House would rather he get. Yeah. Well, um. But you know, 
Yeah, I mean, he doesn't yeah. make the rules. <laughs> and then we cut from that to Connie speaking out against democracy. Yep. Yeah. You're like, what would it, what do you get when uh when when people do the government's job for them? Democracy? No. Wait. <laughs> what? <laughs> then uh, we then we jump to Wooten, who uh is just enamored with the mallet. Very gavel. excited about gavel. the gavel. It's called a gavel. It is a gavel. Did you see the size of the gavel? I want to get me one of those. Uh, he was talking about the person who read the the jury's verdict at the end. Wooten, uh, Wooten is on fire in this episode. Oh, yeah. No, it's incredible. He's... We'll, we'll get to it later on, but he is getting to levels of, like, almost Deadpool. Like, with mm-hmm. some of, like, the more fourth wall breaky things. Where, like, mm-hmm. he's clearly not aware he's in the show, but they are writing him with, jo- with like, some great meta humor. Oh, so super many especially in this episode and not too far away from from where we're at now um yeah this is an incredible Wooten episode absolutely stunning performance by uh, jess arnell mm-hmm. who what a man misspelled Wooten in his twitter bio yep still misspelled thank goodness that hasn't changed it's been, been three like three years i was gonna say in three years we've done this it's still misspelled I love it. Somebody tweet at him. I'm sure they have. Yeah, yeah. There's no yeah. way anybody hasn't told him. But has he seen them? Has he seen them? You I don't know. Do you think you think we've got a big enough follow base to break through? Not on Twitter. That's. I mean, for you sure. run our Twitter, Andrew. So you you could be the one to tweet at him. I would. Yeah, I would really have to tweet with our account <laughs> for that to make a difference. It's true. Maybe that's what he's hinting at, folks. We don't know. Um, yeah, and then, uh, and then we cut Dylan, to Dylan, move Penny. your hand away from that button. I'm sorry, I promise. <laughs> you can't see this visual joke, but I'm hovering over the button, folks. You can't see this visual joke, but I'm sweating bullets. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Um, so, and then, and then we cut to, to Penny, who's, um, yeah, less comfortable with being interviewed. No, yeah, she's upset, and they're they say they bring up the, the fact that she was like the linchpin in the trial, and that you know she was the reason that he got convicted, which doesn't seem correct, really. Like she was a key witness that was in on the inside that could testify for it, but like I feel like there's no way that, given all the evidence that they had of Trask's involvement tracing back. Like, that they wouldn't have been able to convict him without it. For sure, but she's definitely the one who ties a lot of it together. The connection Mm -hmm. to the carnival. Mm -hmm. Also, the, like, she was kidnapped. Mm -hmm. She knew him, could speak to his character or whatever. Like, yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't think that any evidence she presented could be, like, could be better than the other evidence. But yeah. I think maybe Star Witness is still valid. Oh, totally. Like, totally. her on the stand, I feel like, is really compelling. Yeah, because she's, like, super close. He's one of his, you know, disciples, essentially. Uh, yeah, and Penny's very upset. And, you know, she's a little bit more hesitant in how she responds to the question of just being like, oh, yeah, great, I'm the reason he's locked up. Like, this is this is wonderful. You know, very deadpan. Um not not really having a good time. It's just sad, but it's a good performance. Yeah. So at um this scene then transitions into Wits End through the radio. Classic um, gimmick. Great. And this one they even address it <laughs> like immediately after. Oh, you know, yeah. Wit kinda goes like, Oh, well at least that's over, you know, doorbell rings and in walks, uh, pole house and Connie and Wooten. Um and, yep. you know, Wit brings up that he would just heard them on the radio and Wooten's like, wow, that, you know, you must have a really slow radio or we must drive really fast. Yep. It's, uh, really it's incredible. Funny. Super funny. I, I, again, like, why do they save this kind of humor just for Wooten? Like, we could have more characters that do this. Uh, well, okay, maybe not. I feel like, I feel like it is one of those things where it's like, you can't have every character know that they're in the show yeah yeah, otherwise it really breaks down yeah well and it loses its yeah salt you know for sure and if salt loses its saltiness can it become salty again uh we don't know i'm i'm unconscious by that point (laughs) 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 um yeah so 
I don't know. Uh, this is when it's mentioned that Penny is missing. Uh, Pole House offers to buy ice cream for everybody, um, celebrating the fact that the trial was successful and that Trask is going away. Everybody gets their usuals. Wooten gets both of their usuals with extra whipped cream and a side of licorice. Great joke. Incredible. Like, the the pacing at which, like, Jess Harnell is just riffing in this, I mean, it's incredible. Yeah. I, I wonder how much of it's improvised. I don't know. It would be interesting to know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know to what degree, yeah, Jess Harnell is kind of, like, just rolling with it. And to, because, yeah, it's, Wooten's jokes are so good so much of the time that I'm like, is Jess Harnell really heavy-handed or does everyone just love white, love writing Wooten? probably like it could go either way yeah yeah i don't, I don't want to discredit jess harnell i also don't want to discredit the writers mm-hmm. couldn't it be both i would hope or maybe that's why it's so good it is both perhaps um so the other thing that comes out of that conversation is we find out that pole house is buying but charging it to the police station <laughs> yes yes it's like i'll treat as long as you give me a receipt wait yep. <laughs> so i can uh put it on the company so i can make the pa- taxpayers pay for our ice cream yes great it's the least they could do we saved them from all this counterfeit money <laughs> heaven forbid like i know that trask does some other stuff for sure that's bad but the the fact that police officers are partying with Penny because yeah. they caught a counterfeiter or like Connie talks about like almost comes across as like, ah, the streets are finally safe. Or think about all those people we helped. And I'm like, from a counterfeiter? Like, from a counterfeiter? Like, I know like you're getting you're getting paid money that you can't actually then deposit into a bank and that blows. But like, of all the Odyssey villains, this one feels the least like. Nefarious. Oh, isn't it so glad? We, isn't it so great? We put him behind bars. Yeah, not you know, child psychologist Doctor Regis Blackard, who you know makes poison and uh, or mind controlling children. Now that one as well, you know, <laughs> that one's not great either. Or my favorite, and by that I mean least favorite, Maury. <laughs> He's my favorite, no caveats. You're you're making me realize this thing that Odyssey does, though, which is never fully tying up anybody. Like, so, I guess Blacker is the closest we have to where, like, he actually dies. But, like, he doesn't go to prison. Mm-hmm. He dies. And then he yeah. comes back as a computer virus, mm-hmm. which means that he's probably never coming back again. But you never know for sure. I Like, really they, they arrest they Bennett Charles, and then... He breaks out and they get him again. Mm -hmm. But in the meantime, the chairman is still off there doing whatever. And in this, like, they get Archie and and Trask, but but Groat's still on the loose. Mm -hmm. And Maury was right, so we we don't have to get him. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. He's he's on our side, or he's definitely on Emily's side. Like, definitely too much on Emily's side. (sighs) Yeah. So, yeah, um, it's just weird that Odyssey is never, like, really willing to close that loop. Mm-hmm. Um, we can never, we can never truly conquer evil, I guess, is the message of the show. <laughs> it must be. It really, it really must be. Um, yeah, and then, uh, Connie's like, oh, well, we should get Penny her usual as well, and Wooten's like, oh, she didn't come, she, like, went the other direction crying. Yeah. And, um, Connie's like, oh, no, that's really bad, I wonder what's going on, and they completely rewrote Pole House's character by now, right? They have to have. Like, he just started off as such a jerk, stick-in-the-mud, kind Mm -hmm. of, like, annoying guy who over time built up his charm and now is just, like, a nice dude. Yeah, he's definitely just a nice dude. And he's very emotionally intelligent. Yeah. <laughs> he, he recognizes yeah, it. Yeah, because he's, he like, he's like, yeah, she, you know, betrayed someone who was close to her. And, like, even though it was for the right thing, like, she's going to be feeling the effects of that for a while. Yeah. Also, uh, I cry in my room at night, but I don't actually. Certainly not, because I'm a man and men don't cry. Yes, Andrew's never cried. No, certainly not once not in front of dylan not 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 ever it's actually a problem i've cried twice jack squad it's true oh, wait that that's i mean that is basically true 
Yeah, that's impressive. Two movies we've talked about before on the show. Yep. Um, so... <laughs> So actually, I'm the man. Um, <laughs> Dylan is very manly. But yeah, and then Wooten reveals that he and Penny are going to a movie that evening. So he will see her there and let Connie know how she's doing. Yeah. Um, but when Wooten and Connie meet up the next day, Penny stood him up. Mm-hmm. Which blows. Yeah, well, Wooten comes kind of like bursting in and, you know, saying like, oh, it's, you know, something's really wrong. And yeah, she got, she stood him up. She didn't show up to the movie so he sat there and connie was upset that uh he didn't call her and uh this is where the, the movie title is released uh which or revealed i should say which is buck ramrod galaxy explorer to the federation of the stars and my question is in the world of the show is this a new release or is this some like old movie that they are playing uh, that was not my question regarding at least the Buck Ramrod part of it. But yeah, no, it could be that as well. It doesn't sound like it's modern. It's no. definitely like riffing on like Buck Rogers. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, yeah, it sounds very like an old serial. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like older than Star Trek. Right. Yeah. But, but, but they're not talking, but yeah, so I'm like, was this like an art house cinema that's showing an old movie? Because I'm cause cool. Or does Focus on the Family think that that's what movie titles sound like today? Well, we did just get the uh, Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. <laughs> I mean, this, this is true. But that's very different. <laughs> yes. And Yeah, it's, um, shoot, what's the, what's the other one that's, uh... Oh, Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai Across the Eighth Dimension is the one is the other one I was thinking of that has um, that kind of a title. But well, that is, I mean, that's a pretty long title. That's an old movie. Ah, uh, I sense. mean, not serial old, although it's kind of riffing on those sorts of titles. But it's from the eighties. Yeah, so still old. Mm-hmm. Very much. I've got it on the old VHS. Ooh, we do like VHSs. Chalk Squad, do you still have VHSs? Who are you kidding? If they, they own they they own Odyssey. They've got cassettes. They've got VHSs for sure. Maybe for they sure. even have Odyssey on VHSs. Do you have Odyssey on VHS? Because that is that is a question. And have they like have they held up? Do they still function? Time will tell. Where would we get? Oh, we have it through the club. We have it through the club. We could we could watch that show sometime. Maybe, but if we do, we're gonna have to put it behind a paywall. No, we would never do something like that. So they, yeah, so they then go to, oh, well, there's there's this great bit where Connie, yeah, because they're going back and forth sparring about this. And Connie's like, oh, you know, what? Wooten calls out, I, what is the context in which Wooten's great fourth wall break kind of like hint hint to the audience happens in this scene because what happens is he basically goes like yeah connie you have such a weird schedule here at wit's end we never know when you're like working or not yeah yeah and then sometimes you just like leave and no one's in charge and connie's mm-hmm. like all right let's go and they just yeah. walk yeah, out yeah. the front of the building <laughs> yeah it's sometimes amazing. you leave and nobody's in charge and she's like all right we gotta go and he's like that uh he's like just say the word and we're yep. and i'm gone he's, and then she says something and he's like all right that's it <laughs> Yeah, and so they 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 go and um, they they go to uh, to Campbell University. Yeah, um, I assume is that that's where Connie's taking her courses, right? It's the only college around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got to be. So so yeah, so they're over they're over at Campbell. Campbell, you uh, see you. <laughs> nope. <laughs> the filter caught that one. Later is the joke, Andrew. See you later is the joke. Not anything else that you could spell that starts with those two letters. Yep. I don't want to hear any jokes about cucumbers. Ah, but they're so full of electrolytes, man. They're 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 hilarious. They never go bad. They're like pickles. <laughs> I hate you. Oh. So, uh, so they're at the college looking for Penny, um, and they can't find her. They've mm-hmm. gone to her room and knocked and left a note. Mm-hmm. She's not there. They go to her. They go to the cafe, which Wooten really frequents. Has started to frequent as well, which mm. is cute. Yeah. And he says they make a really good pepperoni panini, which, mm. like, every time Wooten talks about food, it's meant to be a joke. Yeah. Pepperoni panini sounds great. I don't understand what this joke is. 
I don't know, man. But is I, it the, the words are fun to say together? Back Maybe to that's back. it. Pepperoni but, panini. I mean, but like, I would order a pepperoni panini. Yeah, that sounds great. Oh yeah, you throw some, uh, you know. Like Salami, mozzarella, mozzarella, maybe a little bit of marinara, mm-hmm. some pepperoni. Maybe basil if they're fancy. Put that in a panini press. Like, yeah. heck yeah, man. Oh, yeah. And paninis, great. They, you know, they absorb the juices and the fats of the uh, pepperoni pretty well. I I see this as an absolute win. I, mm-hmm. I Yeah. Pepperoni paninis coming soon to the uh, <laughs> to a chalk squad restaurant near you. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're going to we're starting a chain. It'll be Wadfam chalk sods and pepperoni paninis. <laughs> Maybe some peppermint lemonade. Yeah. Uh, obviously, uh, strawberry Twizzlers. Mm-hmm. Um, as the and only raspberry sodas. Yeah. Raspberry sodas. It's mostly just a Wooten themed restaurant. I mean, you won't hear me complaining. <laughs> Fair enough. What? What about? a raspberry ripple float that uses raspberry soda i mean that's a money maker right there i'm here for it i think that i think that um uh, heck root beer floats and just soda floats in general are criminally underrated and mm-hmm. underutilized because so many restaurants sell ice cream and so many restaurants have soda and the overlap is pretty much a circle or the venn diagram is pretty much a circle why, why doesn't every restaurant have a root beer float? Great question. Andrew, I think that should be your next podcast is an investigative <laughs> journalism thing. As on... to why more people don't serve root yeah. beer floats. I think you should go restaurant to restaurant. And, because people and don't get like the info. But I think that that's got to be a market that you could break through on. Yeah. Team up with that. Fanta. Croutons as a snack. There's Croutons so many, there's as a so, snack. So many good, so many good food markets to break into. Um, speaking of breaking into a market, I don't have a transition here. Um, <laughs> but they they go over to talk to Professor Bruce after an exchange about mm-hmm. whether or not that is actually Professor Bruce, mm-hmm. and they go here and uh, he's just like, "Oh, Trask isn't guilty." Nobody's going to want to hire Penny as her, as their assistant because she's disloyal. And then they go to her room and we find out from this college student who's hitting on Connie that sure enough, she was not hired by anybody because they thought she was disloyal. And so mm-hmm. she moved out because she couldn't stay there for free anymore, nor could she pay for it. And yeah, this is such Our a... Our education system's great. Just like to say that now but this feels like such a like focus on the family's view of a liberal arts school oh yeah very much so more than it does feel like real life yeah i don't know like would i don't i'm not ingrained enough i was never i never spent enough time in the college system to really get a feel for it but the idea of like Professor gets arrested for committing crimes. Other professors, and it's proven pretty definitively, other professors coming to his defense. Yeah, that doesn't line up. And I the really students don't doing it, it as well. Yeah, because you would think that it's like a cultural thing then, you know, if it's affecting multi, you know, generations and with varied interests. Yeah. It's ah. just I don't know. It's just a weird. It's a no. Weird it doesn't make sense to me either. That feels very, I don't know. Feels very conservative, and I don't mm-hmm. know why. No, no, because and the thing, the interesting thing is that like Connie is very upset at this and hearing this because she right, loves this Penny. Sucks. Yeah, she loves Penny. She knows that like this is not true and this is a terrible attitude to have. And like Penny didn't ask for any of this. Like, why is she getting you know? Sure, but even beyond that. Like, like even beyond the, like, oh, this sucks for Penny, I just find it weird that these other people in the college are like, no, 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 I don't believe the news, and, like, I don't trust this. Well, it depends where you're getting your news from, huh? Channel 10 or Channel 9? (laughs) It's true. It's the big dichotomy. But, like... Just the, like, I don't know, the attitude of a college professor to be like, no, 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 I don't think this man convicted of a crime was actually guilty of said crime. Yeah, and therefore I am going to bully this 
person that witnessed who used oh, yeah, to be yeah. his disciple essentially right but also like Wooten and 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 Wooten and Connie both walk up and he goes oh yeah you, you guys. guys yeah well because he testified on behalf of Trask at the trial so they had that previous encounter. yeah I know it's just uh, but no I, it's still yeah. it's great I mean well it's, it's not great and Bruce is terrible bad bad Bruce don't yeah. do that anymore <laughs> um yeah, it's very interesting. So Connie kind of replies by saying, like, how can your, how can you say that fact is an opinion? Which is a very, very interesting thing to hear coming out of the mouths of a character on an Adventures in Odyssey uh, yes. in certain environments, uh, uh-huh. especially related to the news. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Um, not less less surprising uh, than, than, you Return know. Return Odyssey to its former glory? Yeah. Is that what you yeah. were trying to get to? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a long walk, but but you you got there before me. <laughs> I took the shortcut to <laughs> yeah. McAllister Park. Well, you've got a or no? What's what's the one that Donna takes in Just in Time, where she's like jumping over the? Or is it Lucy? What does doesn't matter. We need to move on. It's a Twilight yep. Zone episode. Yep. Um, that was remade, over so we listened to it twice. Yep. There's also a shortcut in Snow Day. But, yeah. But it doesn't matter because. We're not talking about those episodes. I can't wait to listen to Snow Day with with Balin. I'm really Aww, excited too. Yeah, that's and gonna... then immediately play him our episode and ruin it for yeah. me. <laughs> I mean, I think. Yeah, I think, I think our, our our review of Snow Day was pretty positive. Oh no, I know. I just think it's funny to like play a kid something that's pure joy and then be like, and now listen to this analysis by people <laughs> in their twenties. Yep, <laughs> this one's your uncle. That means you care about it, right? I'm four. <laughs> Um, I was sitting on the bench. <laughs> then, uh, yeah. So, so yeah. So we already kind of hit on this uh, this college student who hit on Connie. Mm-hmm. See what I did there? A very nice um, turn of phrase. But yeah, it's it, yeah. There's not a lot to that scene mm-hmm. other than him saying that he is what he's in. He's in. He's in college, so all he's got is moral angst. Yep. And then he goes like. He, he, she's like, I'm not into moral angst. He says, how about moral ambiguity? Which is really funny. And yeah, it does, it does, I totally get what you're saying. Like, it feels like, uh, like, at least the writer's takes on, like, a sleazy college. Yeah. It's, it is, it's really funny, though. It is funny. I mean. give it that. And they do a good job, and those characters are perfectly hateable, and I'm okay with that. Or at least ma- not hateable, but make yeah. funnable. Yeah. Oh, I mean, Bruce is definitely hateable. Yeah. The other, the 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 you know, student who hits on Connie. He's I, a college kid. Yeah, I'm kind of disappointed he never shows up again. Yeah, I would love it. I mean, I'm seeing this interaction, and I'm like, man, Connie's, you know, definitely a babe, right? This confirms some some amount of my knowledge there, and uh, could come back around. Who knows? They're still making episodes. Six more coming out this summer, right? Yep. Oh boy. Every summer till we die. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> if this show never ends. <laughs> yeah. It will definitely start making me mad if they make it to like a hundred albums. <laughs> Not far off. No. They're gonna cross a thousand episodes. Well, actually they'll probably cross a hundred albums before they cross a thousand episodes at the rate they're going. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, what a show. So. What a country. What a show. Um, what was I gonna say? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so the college student then kind of gives them a lead and is like, "Yay, Penny's not here anymore because we ran her off um, mm-hmm. and wouldn't pay her. Mm-hmm. So, but if you go down to the like office, they yeah. might have a forwarding address for for her." So they go down there. There's no forwarding address, but there is her car. Yeah, which I didn't write down. What is a the blue name? hatchback uh, 1991 Datsun 210, I believe. Cool. Yeah, Datsun was uh, what Nissan was called back in the day oh, in the U.S. I didn't know that. Um, Interesting. Datsun 210's kind of a cool car. I'm a big fan of hatchbacks. Um, is it and it's blue? It's blue. Yeah, and so that so the Connie and Wooten are kind of going back and forth here. And I just I love their dynamic mm-hmm. so much. Um, 
and Wooten, yeah, Connie makes some comment, and Wooten, like, kind of jabs at it, and Connie's like, you you know what I mean, like, just stop it. He's like, I'm just using humor to mask my insecurities. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's fully unrelatable, and I don't I don't appreciate that no, joke. No, certainly Wooten. not, never. I have never done that. Never once have I used humor to mask my in- insecurities. No, that's not why this show exists. Certainly not. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and then we cut to the uh, McAllister Park where a uh, police officer is kicking Penny out of her car. Ish. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. They, not... Yeah. This is so. Did you for a second think she was being arrested? No, no, not at all. He like they very telegraph nice. it very hard that she's not. Yeah. But then they play it as though she is. Yeah. Even down to like Pole House, like calling Wit and being mm-hmm. like, she's in the jail cell, and Wit mm-hmm. being like, she's in a jail cell, and then mm-hmm. them going there and she's in a jail. Like, just all that stuff. Yeah. I'm like. Yeah, well, it, it's not concluded in this episode, is it? Yeah, it is. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. But yeah. So, anyways, during this exchange, the police officer's basically like, hey, you can't be out here in the park, mm-hmm. which is weird because Wit owns the park. At this point in the show, but you know, whatever. Wait, well, uh, he, he he bought McAllister Park. Yeah, for one dollar. It's in the it's on the fiftieth album. Oh, there's like this whole thing about him not owning the land, and so they're gonna force oh, him to yes, shut yes, down yes, with yes. end. But then he ends up buying the land for a buck from yeah. an old lady. Yeah, it's it's yeah. So, anyways, Wit, Wit owns the land, so it's weird that this very is, much so this is a problem but you know whatever odyssey can't remember there's no. too much no there's too much well and you know if he didn't already get permission from wit definitely would have had to do such things um and would probably would have uh, just told him to spend the night there which it's, it's kind of sketch i don't know i wouldn't i wouldn't feel great about that if i was penny <laughs> spending the night at wit's end uh no at uh wit's house oh yeah i mean but i'd totally spend the night at wit's end john avery whitaker is fully asexual at this point yep definitely hey yeah power to him i suppose he, he had three children and then he was out yeah he he, he played he, you know he had a he had a short but bright career and just peaced out i gotta respect him you know retire on top help your children become mob bosses yeah. kind of <laughs> And your grandchildren become double, triple single agents? Single agents. He's definitely single. Uh, and Andrew's into it. Um, mm, Monty. So, like, during this whole exchange, Penny pops her trunk for the first time ever. Yeah. Which is a bad joke. Yeah. I just hate it. Yeah. It, uh, it annoyed me. It didn't really fit the scene, and it was just kind of like... I think it was them emphasizing extra hard that, like, oh, this is just, like, a fun situation, blah, blah, blah. But then the officer makes her get out of her car and takes her into the station and everything. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yep. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, and then they're back at Wit's End. Um, Wooten and Connie are there, and mm-hmm. they're talking to Wit about not being able to find Penny. And Wooten, once again, amazing, like, in-joke, is, like, Hey, have we checked the Imagination Station? People tend to get lost in there a lot. <laughs> yeah, it was hilarious. Yeah, what did he say? Like, kids keep telling me how often people get lost in there or whatever. Yeah, it so funny. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, and then Wit's like, all right, like, I'll call Pole House, you know, mm-hmm. see if, see if he knows anything. And Wooten's like, oh, yeah, we could, like, put out an APB or, like, you know, file a missing person's report or whatever. And then he goes to pick up the phone, and it rings, and it's Pole House. And Wooten goes, what are the odds? And then he's like, and then Wit goes, it's about Petty. And he goes, what are the odds? The odds must be astronomical. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And then Wit hangs it up and just goes, Penny is in jail. And I was like... Of course. Why did Polehouse tell Wit it in that way? And then why did Wit relay it to them in that way? Plot convenience. Right. And then we just got to like, and we cut to commercial. Yep. And then we come out and they're at the prison. Right. Or jail. And yeah. And the cops are like having a party in the jail cell. And she's finally Mm -hmm. wearing the orange jumpsuit, which was a nice setup payoff. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, yeah. And she's like, you know, I didn't want to be a burden. Yeah. And Connie's like, well. 
too bad. You have to move in with me. Whoops. Which, big fan. Yeah, oh, Love yeah. Love that that's happening. Oh, give Kanye a contemporary. It's perfect. Great for the show. Yep. Good for both characters. Kanye's very kind and supportive just mm-hmm. as a character, so it makes a lot of sense that she yeah. would be gravitated you're that she would gravitate towards penny in like this time yeah. Yeah. Um, my my big question here is just how long was penny at the jail before pole house called wit maybe six hours i'm gonna say six hours i feel like pole so house they just like did he hours. just keep her the whole night and then wit and wooten and connie are talking the next morning mm- it could have been, I mean, it could have been very quickly. It could have been, like, a dusk situation. But it's it's so clearly not, like, she's so established. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. There's a party. She did all the stuff, yeah. She's changed outfits. Mm-hmm. There's, you know. She's been broken in. Twizzlers uh, yeah. and raspberry sodas and, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's weird. I don't know. So much raspberry soda jokes in this episode. It's, uh. Yeah. I keep going with it. Mm-hmm. It makes me want to try it, but I still have not. Yeah. Any anything else in this? No, no, not. I mean, not. I don't really have anything yeah. else to add. Because then we just have a slight newscast where mm-hmm. Trask we find out is getting twenty five years in jail, uh, which Andrew pointed out earlier is more than the killer of George Floyd. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know. Yep. Um. And on a lighter note, they get their picnic finally up at, up at Trickle Lake. And Penny gets to reveal a little bit about, yeah, how she felt like a snitch. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like, and I like that she's like, it's going to take me a long time to process these things. Yeah, I have a lot of feelings and it's going to take me a long time to process them. Yeah. And it's it, the way that Polehouse talks about feelings, the way that Wooten talks about feelings, there's a very good uh, understanding between everybody as to what's what Penny's feeling. Like, Wooten gives her space, even though Connie says he shouldn't, which Connie's wrong, in, in my opinion, at least. You know, uh, respecting the wishes of people that want to have space to process things, especially as traumatic as what she experienced. Yeah. I would absolutely love a Penny Goes to Therapy episode. I'm sure that's not in the Green Ring aftermath, but that would be probably very entertaining and enjoyable for me so for sure anybody at odyssey or connected odyssey is listening to this episode for any reason just know that's my two cents yeah and also probably would like to be on the show yeah i mean 10 years have passed so probably not at this point but you know (sighs) well she could be going to therapy for other things can we can we get we could get emily 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 in therapy. therapy I would be, I'd be ideal. With Connie as the counselor, but she's actually good? Ooh, now there's an idea. I mean, yeah. Kathy Buchanan, take over. You just a- use your knowledge. Andrew, I want you cast as Connie's secretary when <gasps> she opens. Yes! <laughs> when she opens her practice. Is this going to be a me acting as a girl situation? or is this? No, is, no, 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 no. Male no. secretary. Male secretary. Okay, cool, you- cool, cool. I didn't know what you were assuming. I didn't know. I didn't know which way the joke was going. <laughs> no, I want, I want, I want. You, you didn't as... go the sexist route. I'm astonished. <laughs> yeah, weird. That's usually the route this show takes. Yes, yeah. Women, we love you. Uh, we need to get more women on the show. We do. We do. It's been too long. Yeah. Has. All right. So the other, the other thing in this scene is um, that. Connie just comes clean is like, I hate raspberry soda. Yeah. And I was like, that seems unlikely. I can imagine, like, I don't know. I just can't imagine, like, hating. passionately hating like being a fruity rep- soda. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know. I don't know, Connie. Maybe it's really bad or maybe it's flat. Maybe it's lukewarm. Uh, yeah, yeah. It could be any number of things. We don't but, know. But, yeah. yeah. And, then, and then my final note for the episode is just like, it is so, this episode is so slight, mm-hmm. and I love it. Yeah. There's not a lot going on. No. It's, I mean, it's not like it's short, but it's just like, yeah, we kind of bounce around. There's some stuff. Mm-hmm. There's like a little bit of drama, but there's no real tension. Mm-hmm. We get to interact with fun characters and set up, you know, the mm-hmm. dealing with other stuff, and I like it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very much so. And it, yeah, it's. Like you said, it sets the stage for what's to come. Well, 
but it also shows these new characters that were introduced at their best you know this is this is the first impression that the odyssey community is getting of penny post green ring which was their introductory album and it was released all at once so you know this is where they're kind of bringing this character into what we now know her as a staple of odyssey yeah so it's it's cool and it's exciting and uh wooten is absolutely hilarious oh yeah house is not a bad person or he less bad person i mean he's he's very pro he's he's pro torture we'll say that sure (laughs) he's pro torture but in a funny way yeah (laughs) it's the only way it's acceptable the so so uh, yeah i will echo all that it's it's a bunch of fun here is the note that i find odd and maybe slightly concerning from the official guide this is uh the behind the scenes on this episode Mm -hmm. due to penny's poor judgment in the green ring conspiracy some of our audience members weren't sure whether she was a christian with this show we answered the question definitively she was a believer but was but a young and easily influenced one did you get that from this episode? Did they ever talk about her faith? I didn't. If they did... The it, theme is protecting, like, friends protecting other friends. Yeah. What? <laughs> if, like, I understand that being a concern coming out of Green Ring, I understand them wanting to address it. I don't think this episode addresses it at all. No, no. I mean, as far as her innocence in that respect, I they, they show... I mean, maybe by showing the fact that it had an impact on her shows her innocence, but that doesn't imply her faith. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like the the, the, the fact that they were like, with this episode, because we she answered said, this question definitively. <laughs> and I was like, in no way has Penny talked in this episode about her faith being hers, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I did. Yeah, I was I genuinely like looked at it twice and was like, I read that bit and I was like, did I listen to the wrong episode? Mm-hmm. And I was like, no. No, I just missed this it. This is the one. So, yeah, maybe and maybe, a- maybe I missed it. Feel free to point it out. But, like, I don't think that that's addressed. And it's I find it really weird that they're like, the point of this episode is that Penny's now a Christian. And we're making that clear. And I'm like, You're I did not what? get that at all from this episode. <laughs> You're doing what now? <laughs> yeah, well, and, like, this is, yeah. Penny's great in this episode, regardless of that. And I think that the way that she functions in this episode to bring out the good in the characters that are already there is really cool and exciting. Uh, yeah, very, very much a fan. Um, did you want to do discussion questions or no? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, I, think I, think we're, we've got I think we're good on, on time. So um, anything you'd like to plug, promote, uh, shout out here at the end, Andrew? No, no. Hey, same here. Wow. Great. Jinx. Yeah. So that is that is all she wrote. And we will be back next week with episode 697, A Penny Earned. Bye, guys. Bye. Wadfam Chalkpod is a presentation of the Lidditz Podcast Co-op. Follow the podcast at Wadfam Chalkpod on Twitter and Instagram or email us at wadfamchalkpod at gmail.com. A Penny Saved was hosted by Dylan Weaver and Andrew Sabo and edited by Dylan Weaver. And I'm Nathan Haverstick, hoping you'll join us again next time for more of the Wadfam Chalkpod. Pod.